1: It's Monday. Happy Monday. I cannot believe that Christmas is
0: like literally around the corner. Yeah. I don't. I <sighs> I have to go to UPS and return some <laughs> gifts for Marcus <laughs> after this. I I don't. Nick and I are tar- talking about I, we have to move a couch
1: out of Carson's playroom because there's just not enough room for his toys. I'm like this needs to end. Yeah. It needs. It's, it's, it's excessive.
0: So we just gave a bunch of stuff to my nephew, and that was helpful. But yeah. I'm already looking around like there's still other things that <laughs> I feel like we can get rid of. And it's just funny because I always think about like Marcus's toys. If I were just to give him an empty box, mm-hmm. he'd probably have fun with that I, for a couple of hours, and then he'd move on the same way he does. I, I actually saw a TikTok video the other day of this like probably one and a half,
1: two year old sitting in a high chair, and the mom brought two different things a few times and one time it was like an onion and then a baby toy and the kid grabbed the onion and then it was like a spatula a baby toy the kid grabbed the spatula it was just like all these things with like toys and just random objects and the kid always went for the random objects
0: well i don't know if carson is this way but i feel like marcus plays with toys for a period of time and then he like is done with them and doesn't visit them again so i've actually thought about Rewrapping toys that like he hasn't had Mm -hmm. or just making it fun because he loves unwrapping things he loves opening boxes so i was like maybe i'll just wrap up a bunch of random stuff just to give him the joy and excitement of opening it up Mm -hmm. because he goes wow oh yeah carson so
1: i was actually thinking about depending on what time time we finish this podcast stopping at walgreens and getting carson a advent Mm calendar because he loves like like a little piece of chocolate, yep. I think that would be amazing.
0: Did you get that one at Walgreens? I got it as a gift from our uh, friend Jill. Okay. But they, Marcus is loving it. So mm-hmm. we look and we count. So right now we're on day seven because we're filming this on the seventh. So we count. So we're working on our numbers at oh, the perfect. same time mm-hmm. as you know we're trying to find the number, identify it, and then show him how to open it. So it's fun. Except for he wants, he always says one more, and you say, okay, you want one more, and he goes two, and then he goes to five. <laughs> With everything. Love I, Carson wants me to pet
1: him at night when I when I like leave his room. He's like, Can you pet me? And he goes, six, seven times. <laughs> and so I have to rub his head seven times. Like, one, two, three. <laughs> and then when I sit down, he goes three times and i'm like carson you need to close your eyes and go to bed and then he knows that his monitor like when the monitor's on there's a little red light mm-hmm. on the camera and he goes and mama i need you to tell Dada to turn turn on the camera so that i feel safe oh i'm like oh my god this child he just melts my heart even though he's a total terror other times but he's just like they're, toddlers are sour patch children Yeah, they are
0: completely sour patch children and it's just like Oh my gosh. So I was actually talking to... So this past Saturday, Becca and I and our friend Melissa <laughs> went, <a> <laughs> went <laughs> to the bowling alley. It was an absolute shit show. And Melissa and I were talking the next day like, yeah, it was really good to see everybody. And she's like, that's just what my soul needed to like see you and Becca mm-hmm. and sit and re- you know chat with you guys. But she's like, yeah, the toddlers are. They are sweet or they are sour. And I'm like, yeah, because my child, we carried him out kicking and screaming, <laughs> tried to bite me in the face because he was mad. He couldn't get the ball instead of I don't know the the lady was trying to make up for what a shit show it was and so she decided to give each of our boys a free stuffed animal very large (laughs) stuffed animal I have the ugliest blue and orange
1: monkey in my house right now and Carson I think (laughs) thought it was cookie monster when he went to go grab it and I'm like what is this
0: that was so funny. You were like, this is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I was like, we just got to get out of here. Like that's, that's the goal right now. So just to give you guys like a little bit of a rundown, we have a place called Bolero here and it was prime time on a Friday night. So they made you pay a certain amount of money. And then part of that was that you were getting like a food credit. So we're like, okay, we're going from five to seven, we can get some appetizers, whatever. But They're normally like they serve you when you go to these places. They normally serve you. No, they weren't serving us because they're understaffed. And then I don't even know what was going on, why no one decided to open this table. But we're trying to eat off of these two very small tables. Food is like spilling everywhere. The toddlers are knocking over water. We had one (laughs) lane for six adults and three boys and basically none of us bowled. I don't think I threw the ball once. I did once. And that was it.
1: Yeah. And Carson, the kids did all of it. Yeah. Which was fine. But it was just like, I remember Art turned to me and Nick at one point and he goes, when I was in college and imagined my life and what it would be like, this was not fucking it. (laughs) 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 I was like, I I mean, you know, it's been Art multiple times throughout the night because Liz, I have two. And Melissa has two and Liz obviously and Art, has Marcus and Art kept being like, are you sure you want another one? You sure you want another one? This is what life is like. with
0: two Well, he made a comment to me the next day. He's like, I mean, you just got to sit there with the babies. Cause I was like oh, totally yeah. wanting to I just know. hold the babies. And I was like, I mean, I'm sorry. I guess I did leave you with our toddler the majority of the time, but baby Taylor is so cute. And I was like, I just, I never get to see them. So anyways, what, what a time! I'm sure that uh, we'll do it again, but we have to do it like Art said on the way home. Next time we do that, which was fun to see everybody, we're going outside to where the kids can yeah. just run and play and not I w- be. I will. We got Carson a bounce house for Christmas. That was like
1: his big gift. So we have a, a big old basement with all the toys. We can do the bounce house. We can be at my house. We can just let the children run.
0: We can have something besides pizza. We can
1: have something. I will make food. It will be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Becca's husband and my husband are. I feel like one and the same. They would be brothers in another life because Nick, after that bowling night, Nick Nick made
1: pizza on Sunday for the football game, and he goes, "Last night's pizza didn't count. That yeah, was not good pizza.
0: It wasn't good." <laughs> I was like, I Art said the same thing. He wanted to get pizza another day, and I was like, "No, you you can make a frozen pizza if you want." I mean. So Beck and I talk about this a lot, and maybe you guys experience this too. We get that pizza is just like easy, and so people order it all the time. But number one, pizza is expensive. It's getting so
1: expensive. When Nick orders a medium pizza from the place that we get it from, mm-hmm. it's like $50 mm-hmm. with that and wings. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's insane.
0: Yeah, and we like if we're gonna go out for pizza, we like really, really thin crust pizza. And I feel like you can't get that at just like a traditional place. You actually have to go to like a good pizza place. And so yeah, it's like thirty, forty bucks. But I end up ordering my own meal because I don't want to eat pizza because it doesn't make me feel so great. So, anyways, we digress. Christmas is around the corner. Stress is high. I'm it's, wrapping presents for my child. That <laughs> listen, that my sister overwhelmed sometimes. <laughs> my sister messaged me were those the presents that I sent you that you were wrapping on Instagram? And I said, yes. And she goes, they're the wrong size. I need you to send them back. I need to send new ones. And I was like, okay, well, they're already wrapped under <laughs> the tree, but we got it. So, all right. We're talking today about the accumulation effect. So this little bit mind's Mindset Monday for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked a lot about this recently. I think I've talked about it on my Instagram a couple of times. We talked about it with some of our clients. Mm-hmm. And we're talking here about the cost of doing things and the cost of not Doing things, and so the basic principle here, when you think about the accumulation effect, is that whatever you do, good or bad, right, the repetition of that behavior has an accumulation effect. <laughs> Told Becca before we started this podcast, the analogy I'm going to use for you guys, because you've been listening to us talk about our budget and Starbucks, <laughs> is the accumulation of going to Starbucks four or five times a day or a week. Oh my gosh, a day that would be terrible. <laughs> um, four or five times a week versus not going to Starbucks four or five times a week. Like When I evaluated that with our budget, I'm like, okay, I can literally save $100 a month because that $5 coffee four to five days a week is $20, $25 a week. Over the course of the month, I'm spending $75 to $100. I can easily put that in a different place in order to you know save money or whatever it is. And that can start to accumulate and grow interest rather than just going to the coffee shop. And how I look at it is that Liz needs to
1: not come at me with that negative energy. So what literally, though, what I have been justifying, because this is my justifying with Starbucks, if Nick and I take one Saturday night a month that we don't eat out and we eat in, that can get me like two weeks worth of Starbucks.
0: Everything is relative, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, so when we're talking about the Accumulation. accumulation effect, guys. There it is. There it is. Um, You can, you know, think about this in your health. Think about this in your nutrition. You can think about this in your finances too. But like whatever it is that you're choosing to do day in and day out or not doing day in and day out, there's going to be an effect here, right? And so if you keep eating too much food that's fattening or it's not great for you or you keep going, you know to the cookie jar every single day or the cinnamon roll or the wine or whatever it is, these things accumulate over the course of the week, over the course of the month, right? And eventually, if we're not paying attention to how we're moderating some of these things in, you're gradually gaining weight. Your jeans all of a sudden don't fit. Now we're buying new clothes, right? And we're unhappy with ourselves. We're unhealthy. And we're now in a place where we're frustrated. We're frustrated with ourselves because we haven't paid attention to these details over the course of the last three, six, nine, 12 months, however long it's been. You know, on the flip side, a lot of people get really overwhelmed in their journey and where to start. But one thing that I would love for you guys to take away from this podcast today is that. On the other side of these things accumulating, you can kind of think about how, you know, if you start making small changes in your day-to-day diet, right, in, you know, little Choices that you're making to order a side salad, maybe instead of french fries, right over time All of these things are going to accumulate as well And all of a sudden maybe you feel better you have more energy, right? You're losing weight You're becoming healthier because you're choosing to nourish your body rather than to just go for what sounds good in that moment Mm -hmm. we
1: talk a lot about micro and macro moments and When you don't think about the accumulation effect, you often live in the micro moment. So in this moment, right now, in this moment that I'm out to eat, me ordering a side of French fries is not a huge deal. And no, it isn't. But what happens is that people don't think beyond that micro moment every time. And so you go out to eat another four days later. Again, me having French fries today, just today, isn't a huge deal. But now we accumulate these things over time, or I have a glass of wine a few nights a week. Not a huge deal, a couple nights a week. But we think about the whole month, I've had... I don't know, 12 to 15 glasses of wine. That accumulates to thousands of calories over the course of the month. And so we have to think about these things that we're doing that in the moment don't seem like they're that bad. And you guys, they aren't that bad if you just isolate them in that moment. But we need to look at the macro view of that week, that month, that year. What have our habits been? What have we been doing? Are we proud of what we're doing? Are we you know, intentional with what we're doing? And this is something where, people think of moderation as those micro moments. They think, well, I'm moderating. I want to have a. Gla- I don't want to restrict myself, right? You don't have to restrict yourself, but what you need to do is you need to take a step back and look at the panoramic view of it all. You need to think, okay, this is something we had people do during the Slay the Holidays challenge. Print out a calendar for December. Write down all of the events that you have and write down what you would like to enjoy at those events. And then outside of those events, you stick to your kind of stricter diet so that you can enjoy those things in moderation when you have those events. And not have it just accumulate over time throughout the month, which is what a lot of people do is they kind of like, oh, well, there's leftover holiday cookies at the office. So instead of just the holiday party and having a cookie at the holiday party, now you're having a cookie every day since the holiday party because they're just there. And so we we end up with this accumulation effect of Well, now we've had thousands of calories of sugar by the end of December, which adds up and it gets to a place where we're holding on to some extra inflammation and probably some extra weight too if everything else stayed isolated. And so we have to consider these accumulation effects. And this comes into play a lot of times too, I think, when people are working to like heal their gut, we need to understand, or in terms of maybe like insulin resistance and type 2 diabetics it's not that you can't ever eat things again. So like, say if you're working through a gut healing protocol and you're removing gluten or you're removing processed sugar and people are like, well, I, I just had a few chips. Okay. I get it that that doesn't seem like much in the grand scheme of thing, but when you have an irritation going on in the body, those few chips act like a spark to a fire. Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that we need to calm everything down within the body until we can reintroduce those things again in a moderate healthy way but a lot of people don't think about it like that they're like well it was just a small amount so what can this small amount hurt actually it can kind of hurt a lot when you're going through a healing protocol it can make a huge difference you guys gluten i believe what is it 12 it stays in the system for up to 12 months six months six months like even small trace amounts of that gluten or small trace amounts of that sugar can be the reignition of the irritation that you were trying to qualm in the first place.
0: Yeah. And it can be a variety of different foods because everybody's reactive to different things, you know, dairy, nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, certain types of vegetables too. And so again, it's maybe not that you went out and you had an entire uh, pizza with, you know, I don't know what else you would pair with pizza in terms of like a lot of gluten, but um, you know, let's say maybe wings or let's say, you know, fried cheese curds or dessert or whatever it is. And you're like, well, this is just my cheat meal, but you don't realize what that is impacting internally, right? And so all of these little things that we do to continue to reignite inflammation in the body, to continue to stress the gut, to continue to cause, you know, damage to our internal system and how our body functions, no, for a normal human being who is healthy, it's not a big deal to go out and have that free meal or untracked meal, whatever you guys want to classify it as. But for other individuals who are going through a healing phase and who are really working towards getting to a place that they can moderate these things, in we just we can't do those things. But what I wanted to kind of touch on here is this mindset too, and how the accumulation of impacts are all or nothing mentality, right? That I have to be perfect. In certain situations, like we just talked about with gut healing protocols, you need to be damn near perfect uh, if you really want to get the benefit and heal your gut as fast as possible. But let's think about it from a perspective of movement. So if I'm really struggling to get to the gym, I haven't maybe been into a routine for a while or I've just recently fallen out of it because it's cold, it's dark. This morning when I went to the gym, it was 12 degrees, freezing cold, Um, but let's say you've fallen out of this routine that you had, because right now you don't have time to get to the gym for 45 minutes to 60 minutes. And so you kind of fall back into this trap of like all or nothing mentality. Well, let's think about it in a different way. If you can't in this season, make the time to get to the gym for 45 minutes to an hour, maybe 90 minutes, whatever that normally looks like for you. What can we do? Can we do 20 minutes a day? If we take 20 minutes a day and we add that up over the course of the week, you've done 140 minutes of movement, right? It's over two hours, two hours and a quarter or a third. So that's better than doing nothing. You know, and this is the problem with most people when they attack, you know, health or fitness goals, they think that has to be these extremes, right? I have to track every morsel that goes in my mouth and I have to be perfect. I can never go out to eat. I can never have a glass of wine. I can never miss a workout. But in the long term, when you're thinking about this as a lifestyle, we have to know that not every season of our life is going to be perfect. We're not able to give 110% every single day because we have kids or it's a high stress time at work. We're really busy in the season, things like that. And so instead of just like giving up and quitting and thinking like, I'll just enjoy all my favorite treats or I'll just eat what sounds good. And I'll start again on Monday or start again next, you know, January 1st or next week, whatever that looks like for you. I want you guys to think about what can I do today? I want you to think about where do you want to be 90 days from now? And what are all the little things that you can do to make that happen in the next 90 days? Yeah, i can't remember who it was particular that said it, but basically the
1: actions you take today impact where you are three months from now. Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella. I mean makes sense. He has a lot of good good one liners. Um and so like Liz was saying, this accumulation, like sometimes it's just about the repetition too. Like it's not necessarily that your workout was the hardest workout ever, every single day. Sometimes it's just about showing up for yourself and maybe it isn't the best workout, but you put in the reps that need to basically recreate and reprogram within your brain that that is just what you do. It doesn't have to be perfect it do- it can't always be perfect it just it can so we have to focus on the consistency. Talk to anyone that has had a major life transformation in terms of their body, in terms of their mindset it's never a linear line. it is never. Everything was perfect every single time. It is, I had mess ups, I had learning experiences, I had moments that weren't great, but I took every chance I could to get right back on track, to get right back, every single moment, every single second of every day is a chance for you to make a good decision. So think about how all of those good decisions can add up, even in the course of a day, guys. In the course of a day, the workout you did, the walk that you did, the water you drank, the food that you consumed, the thoughts that you had, like these things, our life is a matter of accumulation. Everything that we get from life is a matter of accumulation. No one ever gets everything from one moment. It has to be consistent and consistent will always win consistency will always win. Every story, every, you know, tale, everything like the tortoise and the hare, everything that you look at in life is a matter of just who can endure the longest. It's not who ran the fastest, the hardest. Those people don't win. Guys, they burn out. It's who can endure the longest and do these things consistently for the rest of their life and create that accumulation. And it works in the opposite direction too. Like the things that you don't do accumulate, the vegetables you don't eat the fruits that you don't eat, the hours of sleep that you didn't get, like these things accumulate just in the way that good things accumulate as well. And so when we look at where we are in this moment and maybe we're not happy, maybe we're not pleased with where we are. We're frustrated with where we are. You have to understand, look at where you are a hundred percent. It's a matter of accumulation of things that you did or didn't do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have to look in the mirror and we have to understand that this accumulation effect is so very real. And that is, it should almost make it a little bit easier because now you realize it's not this big leap that we have to take. It's not this 10 steps that we have to take in one step. It is these little pieces of the puzzle that we have to put together on a daily basis. And those little things are easy, guys. Doing them consistently is what's hard for people. The acts, the actions
0: are actually not that hard. It's just people
1: can't do them consistently.
0: Yeah, or they don't make them a priority. You know, Mm -hmm. like right now, wherever you're at, get up and go for a five minute walk, a 10 minute walk, right? You accumulate minutes throughout the day of your walks. All of a sudden, before you know it, wow, I worked 45 minutes today. I was literally I, just thinking that. I yeah. was
1: looking at the time and I was like, I kind of want to get on the road by 4.30. It's 4.14 right now. Whenever we finish, I'm going to go for that amount of minutes of a
0: walk. Yep, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes mm-hmm. there. Think about this if you are you know, in finance or going back to kind of how I started this in the beginning with budgeting. Think about every choice and decision that you make as a deposit or withdrawal. If I choose to watch another episode of Yellowstone, I'm withdrawing from my sleep account. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that, even though I really want to watch Yellowstone. <laughs> Every time I go to Starbucks, I'm withdrawing from my bank account instead of making a deposit and keeping that $5 in there. And listen, guys, I still go to Starbucks. Yeah, I'm not I perfect mean, like, with this. We aren't perfect. Okay. <laughs> Becca's feeling personally attacked. I am. Every time Starbucks comes up, I feel. But this I just think, you know, for those of you who feel like you don't know where to start and you feel like you have to be perfect or you have to go so extreme or you have to be, you know, so rigid and so on point with everything before you can begin. And you have to wait for this perfect timing for all the stars to align, for your schedule to open up, for you to get to the gym four to five days a week for an hour, or for you to get to the grocery store and have three hours to meal prep or whatever it is that you're overwhelmed with. I want you to stop and reframe this. What can I do today that's in my control? What deposits can I start making? Can I drink more water right now? Can I go for a 10 minute walk right now? Can I pick a side salad when I go out for a burger this weekend with my husband instead of French fries? Can I maybe get a lettuce wrap or no bun or whatever those little decisions are that you can make to put more good into your bank account, more good into your body? That's, something that will accumulate and that will serve you for the rest of your life. It may not show up in, you know, huge body composition change right away. It may not show up in drastic pounds lost on the scale right away. But over time, these choices that you make accumulate and they give you the confidence to make bigger drastic changes that might be necessary for you to get to that next level goal that you desire. But if you don't start somewhere, you're going to continue to stay stuck. You're going to continue to spin your wheels and say, I'll start again on Monday. I'll start again, January 1st. And guess what? With that mentality, you're never going to get anywhere. And so start thinking about the things that you can control right now in the next five, 15 minutes, do these little things day in and day out. And before you know it, the end of the month, you look at, you know, how many minutes you've spent going for these little walks and you've accumulated hours that you thought you didn't have, but you just have to start prioritizing them and start thinking about doing all or something instead of the all or nothing. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.